What's up, I digress listeners? I got one question for you. Do you identify your business as chocolate cake or Tylenol? Do you identify your business as chocolate cake or Tylenol? Marinate on that. I'll see you in 90 seconds. I digress listeners we did it the I digress podcast has been making sound waves within the business and marketing podcast communities over the past year and I'm incredibly happy to announce that I digress is sponsored by the HubSpot podcast network the HubSpot podcast network is the audio destination for business professionals who seek the best education and inspiration on how to grow a business Yes, I'm talking about your business. Now, you know all of that aligns with the purpose and mission with each episode of I Digress. As the podcast industry is rapidly growing, you need shows you can trust. Listen to value-packed shows just like mine who are dropping business gems on how to elevate your business. From marketing to sales to entrepreneurship to leadership and so much more. Listen, learn, and grow with the diverse, knowledge-rich hosts on the HubSpot Podcast Network. To listen to Level Up, go to HubSpot.com slash Podcast Network. All right. So, is your business more like chocolate cake or is your business more like Tylenol? I'm sure you're probably wondering, what in the world am I talking about? Where am I going? I'm going to make this very easy and very simple. And I'm going to quote my dear friend, A. Fitzgerald from Clubhouse. Your business is either a pain reliever or a pleasure provider. You either stop pain or you add joy. Understanding which one you are, if you're the chocolate cake or you're the Tylenol, makes all the difference in your messaging and your branding and how you articulate yourself, and how you position yourself, and what techniques and tactics are going to help you grow your business. Because now you know which emotional triggers will give you the result that you want. If you know that your business is stopping pain, you want to push that pain as hard as you can. And they'll be like, yo, I identify with that pain. And then you hit them with the solution. On the other end of the stick, if you create joy, you want to make that joy feel so well That they like, oh my goodness, I see it. I want to be happy. It's going to take away all the pain. It's going to give me all the joy instead. They getting dopamine hits just looking at your content. Just when they're going down Google search and they see your headline and they see your meta description, you speaking right to them because they're going to get joy. They're going to get happiness. And their expectations is, this is going to give me the joy that I seek. So understanding... If you provide the chocolate cake or you provide the Tylenol, it's a big thing to understand in the roadmap to the growth and the success and the longevity of your business. What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress audio experience with Troy Sandage. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. Have you ever felt pain? I mean, real pain. Pain that just makes you quiver with fear. That shiver pain. That, ooh, make that face pain. You don't want that pain to be around. You want that pain to go as soon as possible. You want to be a lead from that pain. 
So here are four main types of pain points to fortify and target your businesses if your message and your tone is all about stopping pain. Financial pain. Your prospects, your clients, your customers are spending too much money on a current provider or a current solution or a current product or products and want to reduce their spend. You can also say they want to maximize their ROI by reducing their costs, all of which makes them more profitable with less effort. Another pain point, productivity pain point. Your prospect, your client, your customer, they're wasting too much time, effort, energy, using a certain provider, a certain solution, a certain product, a certain service, and want to use their time more efficiently. Maybe you solve for that. Process pain. Your customer, your client, your prospect wants to improve internal processes. And your product, your service allows for that process to be more systematized. And lastly, support pain. Those clients of yours, those customers of yours, those prospects of yours aren't receiving the support they're getting from the current provider or service or product at various stages, maybe even critical stages of their customer journey or sales process or marketing process, insert whatever, and you solve and you add support to solve that pain point. Viewing customer pain points in these four categories allows you to start thinking about how to position your company, your business, your product your service as a solution to them that solves that problem. And you're aware of what is needed to keep them happy. Again, as a growth marketing strategist, do not be confused. I'm not here to make you be viral. I'm here to be successful long-term. The keywords there, I provide simple strategies that create sustainable, scalable solutions. So that pain point If you know that that's a long-term thing, that's a guarantee, that's a permanent thing, guess what? You just became a longevity brand because you have a pain point that they're always going to have to need solutions for and you have something that's always in abundance to solve it. And speaking of pain points, this podcast is brought to you by the Hustle Podcast Network, but you already knew that. But hey, why not use HubSpot's blog as a resource? So the eight questions that can identify a customer or client's pain points. Number one, what's your biggest inhibitor to company or division's growth? Now, this is a classic soundbite that cuts straight to the heart of the matter. Every company is in the business of growth. So the biggest obstacle to growth is generally a serious pain. And so alleviating that makes it easier. Everyone wants to scale. Everyone wants to increase the numbers, increase the revenue, increase the profitability, increase the subscribers, the followers, the metrics, the website visits, all that. So what is their biggest inhibitor to their growth? Number two, what is their biggest hairball? I know. It's like, what? This is a more whimsical version of question one. Many times it's like to be used because it has a personality. It's funny and it cuts the tension. Whether they're facing a major cross-departmental operational issue, an internal team problem, or a clear obstacle to growth. Getting your client, your customer, your prospect talking about what they're most frustrated by is a great way to get them excited about a potential solution. Number three, what does your boss obsess about? It's in your best interest to get them involved in the conversation as early as possible. There are three reasons for this. Number one, they usually control the budget for B2B or B2C buying decisions. A manager's pain usually filters down to their direct reports. We all know that's true. And it signals inexperience. Number four, what takes up the most time in your day? This can apply to you individually. Maybe you're 
your own boss of one, maybe your team, but either way, your time, or the question you'd ask your internal team members, your contractors, your vendors, or to your clients, your customers. What takes up the most time in your day? Time is the most expensive commodity that you have. So if you can give me more of my time back to use elsewhere on things I want to do versus things I don't want to do, when, ding, you got me. Take my money now. What's been repeatedly discussed at stand-ups or all company meetings by senior management? Again, you can modify that question to fit whatever the scenario and dynamic is. It's that pain point. What things or commonalities are coming across, coming up at the water cooler conversations? Coming up in various meetings, the same word, the same frequency of this is in my way from getting my job. This is in my way from getting my sales numbers. The next one, number six, what are your gripes? This might seem petty, but the responses you'll earn with this question can be extremely telling. What begins as a complaint can turn into something much more deeper than that. And some of these gripes are laughable at best, maybe lighthearted, but some of them can lead to something more deeper. And this also shows that you're listening, that you're hearing, that you're acknowledging. Sometimes you just need people to let them rant. Let them get it all out. All the frustration, all the issues. Get it all out. Number seven, why are you losing deals? Or to say it another way, why are you losing customers? Why are you losing clients? Why are you losing website views? Why is your bounce rate so high? Asking this question might uncover positioning pains, process pains, productivity pains, in typically one of those crucial departments, your sales department. But obviously that trickles down to marketing and branding and content and development and so many other things. But you gotta define an answer to why these things are happening. Why are we losing? If you can't answer, you're either not tracking and measuring, which a CRM tool might help, or you're just not doing enough, or this is a big disconnect. Whatever it may be, you have to figure it out. Okay, I digress, listeners. I know I'm not the only one who's like, hashtag the struggle is real when you're trying to grow your business, increase your sales, expand your network. And it all comes down to those vital details. I'm talking about names, emails, titles, vendors, clients, customers, and those crucial touch points referenced from past conversations. Luckily, there is a tool that readily provides the information we need to reference to keep us on track and be on our A game to get the job done. As you all know, I'm all about eliminating complexity from the business equation to create simple pathways to move your business forward. HubSpot has done that with their CRM tool, which stands for Customer Relationship Management. Instead of having your notes, conversations, data, and follow-ups all disjointed, use HubSpot CRM to create unparalleled alignment within your business to provide better customer service, amp up the quality of your sales conversations, and generate more business knowing you have the best all-around CRM platform at your disposal that can grow with you. Imagine having a live chat on your website to talk to prospects on the fly or creating personalized content for customizable experiences. Best of all, they have a supportive community and flexible pricing that fits your needs and your budget. Learn more about how you can scale your company without scaling complexity using HubSpot CRM at HubSpot.com. Lastly, why are customers churning? Again, losing customers is a humongous pain and it can be caused by a number of issues that you may have a solution for or that you may not or not yet. 
This is another question that can give you really good insight into how their business operates, what challenges they may be facing, and what kinks in the chain may be prohibiting growth. So another thing I want to echo in the article that I love so much are the three tips for addressing business pain. Ready? One, two, three. Number one, use your prospect's language when talking about pain. This is a psychological technique that can go a long way in building trust with your prospect. Instead of trying to appear impressive by relying on jargon, only your colleagues would understand. Show your prospect, show your customer, show your client that you take them seriously by using their language and terminology. Leverage language to launch. Remember leads? In the same way, leverage the language to launch. You want to understand their language, to talk in their language, to win them through their language. Find out who's empowered to solve the pain. Find the economic buyer as quickly as possible. Ask your prospect, your client, your customer, whose budget a purchase would come out of and what teams would need to be involved in a buying decision. There's little point spending hours and hours and hours in meetings and meetings and presentations and presentations and decks and all this stuff with a person or group of people who can't sign the contract, who can't sign the proposal, who can't sign the new deal. Come on, y'all. Sales 101. Number three, identify additional key stakeholders as early as possible. If you're selling to multiple teams and one team has completely different priorities than another, you need to know early. If you'll have to go through a two-month legal review process before you can close the deal, a 12-month review process before you get the final pitch, whatever it is, you need to know the process steps. Are we going to get this deal? We're going to get that money. We're going to get that green in like 90 days. Or yeah, we can't bring on another vendor another contractor, another business for the six months. Well, put a pin in it, come back to it later. These are all things you gotta figure out. So I know you all have heard this acronym before and trust me, I wish I created it, but it's definitely not my acronym. SMART, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time bound. Specific, being simple and significant. Measurable, meaning meaningful and motivating. Achievable, being agreed and attainable. Relevant, being reasonable, realistic and results based and time bound being time cost efficient, time cost effective, time sensitive. This ensures that all your business goals that would be clear and reachable and also help you save time all while boosting your productivity. Having smart goals, having smart processes, having smart systems allows you to focus on either the pain point or providing more joy, being the chocolate cake or being the Tylenol. But either one, you need to think smart, you need to be smart, and apply smart goals, smart marketing, smart sales, smart strategies, smart systems, the literal definition and the acronym version of the definition to make this thing work. Once again, there's going to be times where maybe things shift. Maybe this pandemic, maybe your customers, your audience, they don't resonate with the pain like they used to. And if you can't keep finding any pain, we got to make a shift, push for joy. Or vice versa. Maybe there's no more joy right now. And we got to switch to the pain. Switch gears. And it's just a simple reverse. Negative to the positive and a positive to the negative. You should be able to switch gears if you absolutely need to. To me, it's like what energy you feed off of. If you think back to Monsters, Inc. And then when the movie began, they filled up those energy tubes with fear. Scare tactics. Then they realized we got to make a shift. And then they switched to laughter. It was more sustainable, it was more efficient, and they were able to get a lot more of it. And the process made everyone feel better. Now, yeah, that's where mega deep for a Disney movie, Pixar movie, but you get my point. In the same way, you have to look at how you position your business, and maybe you've always been the pain point. You've always been the title and all. You don't know anything else. You've been around for 100 years. You got, you know, maybe you got executives in corporate America who've been at this thing for a minute. I refuse to change. And life happened. COVID happened. 
all these different things are happening. Well, sir, we might have to make a shift. We might have to update some things. So that may require you to rethink, fill out, go through the questions and saying, okay, for the pain points that we saw for, what's the joy that we create? Or vice versa, for all the joy that we create, what are the pain points that we're solving for to provide them with joy? And it's a change of hand. It shouldn't feel like a major shift. It should feel more like a pivot. And a pivot is different than a shift. A shift, you're going all the way. Pivot means your foot just turning slightly to fit the other direction until it's absolutely necessary for you to come back. Once again, this is a big thing to understand. It's not just knowing if your business is a chocolate cake or Tylenol. It's knowing which one you need to use in certain situations to close the deal or maintain the deal. In many cases, once you get the client, it's easier and more effective and more efficient to try to maintain the current customers and clients that you have then replace them with an entirely new group of clients and customers or audiences. If I already got them locked in off the pain point, I might switch to chocolate cake to remind them of the joy of why we're in this relationship. We're in this partnership. We're collaborating. We solve this. We help you do this because we're eliminating the pain so they can enjoy, enjoy more fruitfulness over here. They ain't got to worry about those things because we got you covered with our service, with our product, with our solution. On the flip, if you're meeting people for the first time, they don't know you that well, but they know they're paying very well. So I'm not going to try to create the joy for them because they may not believe me. But guess what? They would rather want to get rid of that pain real quick because it's burning. It hurts. It stings. And so in that situation, today I'm going to give them the Tylenol. Are you suffering with this, 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 this? Do you not have time for this, 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 this? Do you wish you had this, 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 but you can't because of this, this, this? Well, we got you covered with this. And this can do that. And once you get that, all this goes away. Take my money. Take my money. Like that Futurama with Philip J. Fry meme. <laughs> Either way, you have to understand and master when to use the chocolate cake, when to be the Tylenol. And then understand, in your business relationships, am I the chocolate cake or am I the Tylenol? And you can interchange whichever one needs to be at that time in the customer's journey, in the client's journey, in the prospect's journey, in your own journey, in your own messaging, in your own branding, and how you market on your website. A-B test. One all pain, one all joy, one Tylenol, one chocolate cake. Do a lot of these different things and you'll discover what lands, what doesn't land. And one thing I want to echo really quickly here, language matters. Leverage language to launch. This is a very key very critical, very essential to determine what, when, where, why, and how to deliver these things for such things to occur and the desirable outcomes that you would like to have. This is coming from a marketing perspective, a sales perspective, an overall business perspective. Think about those things. Be smart. Give people chocolate cake when they need to. Give people tighten on when they need to. And keep it moving. Language is key to making this work. Language is key to articulating your thoughts in the right way, with the right time, with the right channels to convert. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine. 
content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. Yeah.